Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Thank you this morning for your renewed mercies upon our life. If it wasn't for your mercies, we would have already been destroyed. But you continue to renew them over us day after day. And your faithfulness is seen evening after evening. So, Father, let us not despair and lose hope in our hearts, but let us walk in the direction of Him who is a rewarder of those who walk diligently pursuing and seeking God. We give you thanks for this word. And be a good seed in the hearts of your people and produce a harvest and fruit for your glory. That it would be an opening of our eyes this morning as we see from whom comes all rewards upon heaven and earth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, when I was young, that was one of my favorite words is reward. I was like, I listened to it at my house before I got to school. And my mom says, if you pick up your room, there'll be a reward. And if you eat all your food, there's a reward. And if you do this, there's a reward. So that's one of my favorite words. In fact, I go around looking at reward posters all over my neighborhood. And I see little dogs that are being lost. And I see a $500 reward for a little puppy that, that's, uh, that strays away. And so I remember going to school and saying, if you finish your homework or if you finish your assignment early, there will be a reward. And so the reward word was to me and still is an incredible uh, existing truth in my life. Um, later, when I became a lawyer and I would go into the post office and see criminals, there's a $10,000 reward for the most wanted. And, and so I'm always looking around. And I remember when there used to be like a million-dollar reward for Osama bin Laden. And I found myself in Switzerland with my pastors. And I'm driving through the highway. And I see an Arab go by. And I go, there he is. And I ran. And they're, and they're like, slow down. I said, no, there's a million dollars. And, and so reward for me. And those people that were in the car were terrified. But um, I'm, I'm a man after rewards. And I'm a man after the rewards of him who promises to keep his word. As it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. The Bible says there that God is faithful. That God is not a respecter of persons. That God is not judging matters according to man's heart. That God is, the, is there standing. It says, but without faith, it's impossible to serve God. For he who is serving God must believe that God is and that he is, say with me, rewarder. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's ready to pay those that pay the price. He's ready to, to vanquish his eternal blessings on those that understand this principle and how hard it is for man to believe this and to go in pursuit of God how hard it is that people have not known the prophet uh, the promise found in God's word this is a Greek word written there in the New Testament Hebrews eleven six, and it's pronounced and I'll do my best mish apodatis he's a mish apodatis of those who diligently faithfully on they really do what, what, what God is expecting. They go where God wants them to go. They say what God wants them to say. They fulfill what God wants them to fulfill. And God says those that line up their lives in this course, in this course, the Bible says God stands to reward those who diligently. Some people postpone their diligence. Diligence is doing things the right things the right way at the right time. 
And some of you do the right things the right way, but they do it at the wrong time. Some people do the, uh, it, it's the right time, but they do the wrong things at the right way. This is, we're mismatching and we're missing God. And you might say, nobody acknowledges me. Nobody recognizes me. I'm not getting a return for what I'm doing. I'll guarantee you one thing. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, how you're supposed to be doing, when you're supposed to be doing it. Otherwise, the heavens would open the favor of God because God is not a liar. It says, let every man be a liar, but God is true. And He stands to open up the heavens and to pour out so much blessing. And He is the rewarder. He's the one. These three aspects of this word, I'm going to say it again in Greek, rewarder. Mish apodatis. Made up of three aspects. Mish is the one who pays. Apo is the one who gives in return. And date, the one who, um, Mish is, is wages, Apo back, and, and Dido, he will give back. He will give back the wages to him who is faithfully walking as he wants him to walk. Saying what he wants him to say. Living the way he wants him to live. And this is the course that some people might call the, they might say that it's karma. Things come around, they go around, uh, whatever you're out to get is going to come. Listen to me. Forget about any pagan principle of karma. God rewards those who faithfully and diligently serve Him. God opens the heavens to, to bestow upon you the favor of God, the grace of God. In Proverbs, uh, let's, let's first go to Genesis 15.1. How does God introduce Himself to men of God? How does God introduce Himself to those that come to God for the first time? And it's Abraham there. And he says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Do not fear. Do not be manipulated. Do not walk contrary to what I'm calling you to walk. Because I am your protector. And then he says, I am your shield. And, and he uses this word exceedingly. I will tell you that nothing rewards like God rewards. Nothing will lift you up. Nothing will be the expression of, this is why I serve the Lord. And I'd rather serve the Lord than any institution. I've been offered many of promotions, many of doors, many of, of promises. If you walk in my direction, I will, you know, I will work with you. We will. I said, you're crazy. You are crazy. I will not miss my reward from the Lord. I don't want to see any other expression. If you're heartbroken, if you're left down, if you're mistreated, if you miss out, it's because you've been serving someone other than God. But when you faithfully serve God, you can assure that the manifestation of His glory will be upon your life in exceedingly great measures. I am your exceedingly great reward. And if we're not seeing that, I challenge you. I challenge you to reconsider your course and your pursuit. I challenge you to consider your priorities and preferences. The Bible says in Proverbs eleven eighteen that a wicked worker does things deceitfully. A wicked man is doing things behind the scenes. He thinks that his appearance is going to bring his reward. He thinks that he could connive 
and manipulate and maneuver and hide. And he's going to stand proud. Guess what? Your grade is coming from the Lord. He is the one that causes grace to shine upon you. It says, but he who sows rightly righteousness will have a sure reward. A return of wages back to you. This is how God works. It's what you do in the front end that no one sees that brings the reward on the back end. And it is manifested. A man says, "Uh, why do you keep on getting acknowledged? I'll tell you why. Because nobody sees what I do in secret. Nobody knows my devotion to the Lord. Nobody knows my consecration and commitment to God to forsake all things that I might see the glorious, exceedingly great reward of a faithful God. Faithful God. Wherever you go in the world, it's what you do in secret, in your private thoughts, your private words, your private attitudes that are going to be manifested time and time again. And it's not men. It would be a great conspiracy if it were men that were manipulating. Everybody has it out for me. No, my friend, your reward comes from the Lord. He's prepared to bless and prosper you, and He's prepared to openly show dishonor and disgrace. It's all what we do in secret. And unfortunately, we've been taught to do a lot of our things in secret. Speak in secret. Think in secret. Proverbs, uh, in the Amplified, it says, the wicked man earns deceitful wages. But he who sows righteousness, both morally and spiritually, in every area and relationship, shall have his sure reward, which is permanent and satisfies. Listen to me. It's not how you treat the pastor because he's the pastor. It's how you treat people that are not the pastor. It's how you conduct affairs behind the scenes with those that have no position, what God is measuring and seeing. Of course, everybody treats the pastor right. But how are you treating others? How are you treating your husband, your wife, your children? That is what God is saying. In Proverbs 24, 14, he says, You shall know the skillful wisdom of God to be like this in your life. If you're able to do this, you will find there's a future and a great reward for you. Your hope and expectation will not be cut off. This means that everything you do will have a return and you can surely expect and wait upon it. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. It will will give you an understanding. If you have found it, there is a prospect. Your hope will not be cut off. If you walk in the wisdom of the Lord, knowing that the things that are seen are made up by the things that are not seen. God has been telling me this all day long. For a couple weeks now, he says, hey, the things that exist are, are made up of the things that are not seen. And so everything your life is, is that expression of what's not being seen. And God is calling us back to diligence. He's calling us back to this mindset that God has produced where we will walk in that understanding. Let's read Proverbs 24, 20. He says that in the same way that a good man is recompensed and rewarded for what he does in secret, an evil man, for there will be no future reward for an evil man. Listen to me well, and I hope you came to the house of the Lord to receive truth this morning. The guy who's walking twistedly stands to have no future recompense for what he's doing. There's no, there's no return. There's no wages for a man who does things twistedly. And we all 
come from a twisted mindset. The lamp of the wicked, his future will be extinguished. And you're expecting a return. The only return you're going to get is the return you're walking in. You should say amen if you love truth. You should say amen if you love mercy because God is telling us up front. He's telling us, I'm the one that stands to bless you. I'm the one that stands to prosper you. I will increase you. I will expand you. All things come from a Father who's in heaven. It says every good gift and perfect standing of the Lord. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. And we need to acknowledge that and forget about what men is expecting from us and what we're expecting from men. How are you serving the Lord your God? And if you enter into a familiar spirit and you think you've gotten comfortable and it's only the youth pastor that will promote you when, when you take them out to Wendy's or, or McDonald's or buy them a Whopper, you are a twisted man. Because that youth pastor, God placed there to see how your attitude is before God. He's not there to, for you to become familiar and call him, hey, yo, what's up, Kenny G? No. He's a man of God that God has put there so that you could have an opportunity to honor God so that God can reward you as you stand before the work of the Lord. And if you become familiar in your standings and it's just the pastor's church and it's just spring of life and it's just Yvette and it's just Joaquin, the devil has cursed you, my friend. The devil has cursed you because you've become familiar. There's no one who stands in God's presence that's familiar. No one stands in God's presence that's familiar. The angels that are at the side of God for millennium still cover their faces, still cover their feet, still cover their bodies. They say, we're not worthy to look upon God. And he is holy, holy, holy. They don't say, yo, what's up? They, they are wanting to see the glory of God. And if you play with God and God becomes a joke to you and church becomes just a gathering of social expressions because your parents talk bad about the pastor, they talk bad about the workers, they talk about, bad about the work, that's all corrupting your heart. Paul calls them in Philippians chapter 3, he says they're evil workers. They're unclean, they're dirty dogs. Who's he talking about? People that don't understand where they are and what's going on. Let's read that very quickly in in Philippians 3, as he is saying, and, and this is not terminology that we're accustomed to. It says there in chapter, two, uh, uh, chapter 3, verse 2, Beware of the dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of those who mutilate the body of Christ. It's an admonition that there's people here that they don't understand. That they're not, they're not serving here in the house of the Lord, Joaquin Molina. They're not serving the Molina family. They, they are committed to God, and they serve God, and they do what their grace is because God is who God is. And this is a place and an opportunity to do that. So the Bible continues to tell us in Proverbs 19, verse 17, He who is generous to the poor is lending to God, and He, God, will reward him for what he has done. There's not a penny that I've ever given to God that He has not rewarded me. Huge. Huge. The faithfulness of God. Unleashing the devourer. Telling them to leave me alone. Leave that guy alone. He belongs to me. You can't touch him. You can't touch what is his. That doesn't come from a security company. That doesn't come from hiring a, a private investigator. That comes from the faithfulness of God. Psalm 127 says, even if you try to watch a city, if God is not watching that city... 
It, he watches in vain. You're wasting your time if God is not taking care of you. Even if you have a security company. Even if you are a security guard or a nightman. The reward comes from the Lord. We see this all over Scripture in the New Testament. In Matthew 25, as he shares on the parable of the talents, what you did in secret. That's how it comes about. Matthew 25, 21, he says, you thought you were serving some situation here. But that which you did in secret, he says like this, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And then the next verse says like this. He also who had received two talents, he says, you have been faithful. And so he gave him talents. But verse 23 says like this. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful. You have, been, you have honored the Lord in private in few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. I will make you a leader above other things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Verse 24. Then he came to those who had received one talent, just one thing to do, just one grace, just one opportunity. And I, he said, Lord, I know that you were a difficult man and you're looking to reap where you didn't sow and gather where you have not scattered seed. Verse 25, I was afraid. I walked in fear. I hid your talent in ground. And look, there you have what is yours. He didn't do anything with what God had given him, the opportunities. So what did God do? He says, listen to me, you lazy and wicked, twisted servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and have gathered where I have not scattered. Verse 27. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Verse 28. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to him who has talents. Ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given. Rewards. And he will have abundance. That's the measure of God for our life. For our faithfulness. It's a reward of abundance. It's not meager. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. The opportunities of what God is calling you to will leave if you don't understand this concept. Early in life, it's good to get this concept in your heart and in your thoughts. Romans 2, 6 says, For he will render to every man. God will get pay back to every man. God will reward to every man according to what he's doing. What he justly deserves, that's what comes around. We don't like that. We don't like that in modern Christianity. We want to do anything wrong and the grace of God will reward me. Let me tell you, you're deceived. It's what a man does that brings back a reward. What he sows is what he will reap. Verse 7 says, To those who by patience and persistence, they do well, seek glory and honor. They're seeking that which pleases God. He will give large measure of eternal life. But to those who are selfish, self-seeking, self-willed, disobedient. That's those who love no one. Disobedient to the truth, but responsive to wickedness. Does that say that up there? But obey unrighteousness. They go and they serve that that doesn't reward. They go and lay down their time and their energy and their talents for that that has no return. Good luck for you, my friend. You're spending your time, your energies, and talents in things that have no return. You have forsaken the great rewarder. Our God is faithful. Our God honors those who honor Him. And this doesn't have to be at 49. 
Because there's a, there's, a, there's a hard thing. This young man last night was telling me, I didn't do it for, during my youth. How am I going to do it later on? How do I change course? I said, you better change course. My dad changed course at 49. And he has a large reward for starting to live according to the rewarder. 16 grandchildren, four uh, families that serve God, living to see the glory of God as his great reward for beginning to serve the great rewarder. But unrighteousness to them that obey unrighteousness. My Bible says for them that are quick to respond to iniquity. You're quick to do your own thing. You're quick to do other things. The young men that were raised in the house of God, they never wanted to listen to a pastor or a youth pastor. They go into the, their worldly friends and they say, hey, dude, well, yeah, what's going on? Hey, man, let's tattoo ourselves from here to here. And they go and they're quick to respond to iniquity. But they don't stand to respond on him who rewards those who honor God. They're not quick to respond. It says in verse 9, to those who walk selfishly, there will be tribulation and anguish. There's people that want to walk selfishly and say there's not going to be consequences. My Bible says there will be tribulation and anguish. Listen, I don't know what these words mean. I'll find out for you later, but I don't want them anywhere in my life. I don't want to be anguished and go through tribulation because I was quick to respond to iniquity and slow, not diligent to respond to God. Anguish and tribulation, calamity and constraint for every soul of man who does what's wrong after what's wrong after what's wrong. But verse to the Jew first and to the Greek second, verse 10 says, but glory, honor and peace shall be rewarded to everyone who does what is right. For God shows no partiality. God has no preferences, undue favor, unfairness. With him, with one man, he's not different from another. God is not showing, you know, he likes Otto more than he likes uh, uh, Mike. That's not what God is doing. God is faithful. And to every man, according to his devotion and consecration and faithfulness to God, and you'll see it happen all over the place. In one family, you'll have a big brother who's goofing off, and you'll have a little brother taking God serious. In one family, you'll have a wife who's devoted and a husband disconnected. And so the favor of God is upon those who, who seek God with all their strength and talents and graces. And so it's tremendous. And so we stand to see that God doesn't make favorites. It says in Matthew 5, 46, For if you love those who love you, there's no reward. Even the tax collectors do that. If you're nice to those people who are not nice, you obtain a reward. There's a favor of God that comes from you. You don't have to judge and say, he's not fair, so I'm not going to be fair. No. For if you love those who only love you, if you only serve those who serve you, where is your reward? What reward are you going to get for doing that? Don't even non-believers do that? Don't even worldly people do that? Verse 2 says, therefore, it's not, that's not verse 2, Matthew 6, 1. He says, take heed that you do not do anything just to be seen by men. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Listen, you're late to church. I don't see that. God sees that. You don't take church serious. You don't serve in church. I don't see that. God sees that. You don't pay your tithes and offering. I don't see that. I had a man this week called. He says, Pastor, we were in your church last year. We gave you money. I says, well, yeah, fine. So I need a letter that we gave money. I said, well, it's there. The bookkeeper has it. Well, you don't see that? I don't see that. I don't want to see that. I would be pitifully upset to see what people think about God in church. In a full year 
$150 of a single family house is pathetic to give God. A full year, $150 is pathetic. I don't want to see that. I'd be discouraged. I want to see how I am faithful to God. I want to see how I honor God, how I love the work of God, how I pick the best for the things of God, how I choose to serve God with excellence above any employer. And I tell people that work here at the church, you're not working for Donald Trump. He'll sit there and say, you're fired. You're working for the king of kings. You're working for the Lord of lords, the God of glory. The standard is much higher, much higher than what we do for compensation for money. So honor God so that he might reward you. And I'm freaked out to see how God rewards those who serve him. I'm impressed to see what he says. He says, otherwise, if you do your charitable works only to be seen by men, you have no reward from the Father who's in heaven. Does that say that up there? Otherwise, if you're only doing this to see how other people treat you better and see, listen to me, no reward from God. He says, rather do things in a manner that's a secret. It says in verse 2, it says, therefore, when you do these things, do not sound a trumpet and say, yo-ho, before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and street, that they might uh, have glory from men. They're wanting compensation, acknowledgement from men. They want men to follow them. They're not doing it because of God. And then it says, but when you do these charitable things, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your charitable deeds may be in secret, so that your father who sees your devotion in secret will reward you out in the open. Your accolades, your rewards, they come from God. They come from your faithfulness to the Lord. And how many say God is faithful? God is faithful. When you pray, don't pray like the hypocrites wanting to be heard. For they love to pray in public. That they might be seen by men. I assuredly, that is their reward, to be seen by men. When you fast, don't be sad in your countenance and disfigure your face. They do so to be seen by men. Assuredly, I say they have their reward. And so I am blessed to see how God... You guys could imagine if God sees you blessing a man of God. How many say amen? If God sees you blessing his servant. If God sees you honoring those who lay down their lives for his kingdom. The Bible says your reward will be such like the same prophet. Let's read that in Matthew chapter 10 verse 41. He who blesses a prophet receives him in my name. Shall receive a prophet's reward. Isn't that awesome? If you receive a servant of the Lord and you bless him, God will see that and reward you. And then it says, if you see someone doing the thing that is right and you help him, forget about him being a servant of God. If you see someone that is, is part of a worthy cause and you help him, the Bible says that you will have a reward from your Father in heaven. He receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. There'll be favor on your life. And so we have those guys that are going before us. We have those guys that are with us. And then in Matthew 10, 42, he says, whoever gives one of these little ones, even a cold glass of water in the name, because he's a believer, assuredly I say, he shall by no means lose his reward. If you show up on Friday night to help the youth 
with their, with their Coke and their pizza, and, and you're involved in the work of the Lord, you have a reward, not from me, not from the church, from God. The heavens are open towards you. God sees that. God is prepared to lavishly pour out his exceedingly great reward. The heavens are open. As you walk in this, some of you think that the work of the Lord is done by people that are contrary to you. And then so there are some times that you don't feel like doing anything for anybody. But Luke 6.35 says, love your enemies. Be kind to those who do good things. Expecting nothing in return. Considering nothing as you're losing your time or losing your hope. For then, as you go out and go the second mile with people that you wouldn't take a step with, as you, as you linger on in faithfulness to God, love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. Don't expect that what you do to people come back to you as your reward. Otherwise, we would do nothing. We would do nothing. He says, and, and uh, your reward will be great in heaven. You will be the sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the evil and unthankful. He still expects you to walk like that. I want to encourage you today. And Jesus said these words in Matthew 25, 40. The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the most least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. You will walk in the reward of your life. You will have the expressions of things that flourish at levels that you could never imagine. That's one of the considerations I did when I left my law practice. I said, Lord, if I've been serving in the secular field of mammon and going after money all these years, and mammon has been faithful to, to reward my efforts, expecting to do something for clients that would return in favor, how much more the God of glory, how much more God opened the windows of the heavens and the witness is that God has been super, 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 super faithful. He says, everything you do for one of these least of my brethren, the ones that you don't expect to get anything from them in return, that's where the reward is. The Bible says in the last days, men will walk in iniquity in Jude chapter 1 verse 11. They will walk after the rewards of this earth, the promises of men. They will walk in the flesh. They will walk as unstable souls. It says their reward will come upon them, their due, what they're doing. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. They do what they want, how they want, whenever they want. They offer God whatever they want. That's what we're learning in the best, blessed life. Cain says, I'll give to God what I want, when I want, how I want. And he says, woe, they've gone, run in this way and have run greedily in the era of Balaam for profit. What they do at church, they're doing it if they get a salary, if they get a reward. And perished in the rebellion of Korah. These type of men that are unstable, verse 12, says like this. These are spots in your love feast. They're not looking for a reward from God the Father. While they feast with you without fear, they serve only themselves. They are clouds without waters, carried about with everything that blows, every wind that blows. Late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots. The expressions of their life is a manifestation of the lack of favor of God upon their life. What they do in secret is being manifest by God. It's a dried up tree, a dried up fruit when he cursed a fig tree because it didn't have any fruit. It's amazing how all these things walk in our ways in ways that are powerful. 
Acts 1.18 was a life of Judas. He wanted to do things to be acknowledged and recognized by men. And when he didn't get his acknowledgement and his recognition, look what the Bible says. Now this man purchased a field with the wages of iniquity. He didn't get the rewards of righteousness. He got the wages of iniquity. And falling headlong, he burst open into the middle of the street and all his intestines gushed out. I don't know if you've seen the intestines of a man. Disgusting. But if you see the intestines of a man who's not seeking his reward from the Lord, all there is there is bitterness and resentment. He doesn't know God. He doesn't trust God. I see Joseph's life. Every time it went more and more negative, he says, God has called me to be a prince, and all this is part of the process. And he went to jail, and he says, God is good. And he was accused falsely, and he says, God is good. Because he was tried, and because he humbled himself, and sought not the rewards of his brothers or his fathers or the acknowledgement of men, God established him number two over all of Egypt. You should get excited right there. Number two, above all things, God says, hey, my friend, you have acknowledged me to be the rewarder of everything you've done, even though they haven't, and you're going to the top, and placed them number two over Egypt, and he says he became the father to Pharaoh, became a prince. And so I hope this morning this message has come into your heart in a powerful way. I know it's from the Lord. And 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 13 says that wicked men will have the reward of their unrighteousness. Because they didn't count it pleasure in the days of troubles. We're reading first, uh, 2 Peter 2.13. And we'll receive the wages, the rewards of unrighteousness, as those who counted pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes carousing in their own deceptions. While they feast with you, verse 14, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls, they have their heart trained to evil, iniquitous practices, covetousness, and our cursed children. Verse 15. They have forgotten the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Peor, who loves the wages of unrighteousness. They think they could do things with trickery. They think they could, behind the scenes, have attitudes and words. And God is seeing everything. God knows everything. God weighs the hearts of men. And I'm surprised that people don't walk in this understanding. God doesn't judge on the outside. He weighs the heart. 1 Corinthians 3.8 says like this, He who plants, he who waters are equal, yet shall receive his own rewards according to their labor. Hebrews 6.10 says, For God is not unjust. He will not forget the hard work you've put in and what you have sown in your love was shown in your love to him by caring for other believers as you do. I want to tell you this morning, God is faithful, and he's a faithful rewarder, and he faithfully blesses his increase in abundance those who in secret serve him with excellence. Serve him with excellence. Acts chapter 10, a man named Cornelius was sitting there being honorable to God, even though he was a pagan Roman soldier. He was doing the best he could with what he knew before God, and that came up before God, and God sent Peter to tell him, Cornelius, today salvation has come to your house. Nobody has seen what you've done, but I've seen it. He was an unbeliever, and he was walking righteously, giving alms to the poor, and seeking the Lord's favor. And God sent his chief apostle, Peter, to his house to give him great salvation and rewards. That's our God. He's a faithful God. I love this God. I will serve him for eternity. God is a good God. Could you please stand this morning? Revelations 22:12. We'll finish with this, and then you will give a big hand to the Lord. 
Revelations 22.12, where Christ says, surely I come quickly. What do you think he comes with? Anybody know? He says, and my reward is with me. Behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to everyone according to his ways, to justly compensate those. Listen to me. He's given us all a brain, all an understanding, all 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Some of us choose to serve him and him alone. Everything else is incidental. When I graduated from law school, a large firm downtown says, listen, you come here, I'll give you $250,000. You work for me. I hadn't made a penny all year long. I was just out of law school. And I told that man, not on your life. That's your reward. I want to serve for the reward of him who's faithful. I don't want to listen to men's promises. I know that God is faithful. Surely I come quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. As it is. Father, we give you thanks this morning for your word. We give you thanks that it's an inspiration to our hearts. And through your spirit, we're convicted, Lord, to turn and to begin to live life honoring you above all things, being faithful to you, offering to you, serving you, respecting you, honoring you, sowing righteousness that we might reap your glory. You have given the sinner grace that he might repent, but you promise glory for your saints, for those that persevere in suffering affliction, anguish, difficulty, problems. They continue to pursue the rewarder of God who's in heaven. That your blessings would be upon this church, Lord. And that you would continue to reward us as we faithfully serve you in all things. In Jesus' name I pray. And the house of God says amen. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Greet one another in the love of the Lord.